What's going on, everybody? This is Ryan from Anti. You're listening to the Anti-Art Podcast. Um, bit of a double feature this week. We have Troy, Eve, and Ryan. I'm uh, going to record with them later and talk about the Olivia Rodrigo and Mac Homie albums. So really excited for that one. But before that, um, I sat down with Berlin-based, Australian-born artist Emerson Snow. Um, for those of you who are fans of the podcast and have been following us since the beginning, um, he actually uh, was the first artist to allow us to use his music uh, on pod um, from his uh, That's Rock and Roll EP, uh, the song Home. So it's it's really good to have it come full circle and finally get to be talking to him because, you know, for, for months we've kind of been discussing, you know, like when, should, when we should do an interview, uh, when we should have him come on the podcast, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out on my end, on his end. So to finally get to sit down and talk about everything, we talked about so much different stuff, uh, was, was such a, an absolute treat. Um, we first linked... Uh, up because I wrote a op-ed on Ariel Pink when Ariel Pink was going through his kind of controversial Trump um, and uh, assault allegation stuff. I was kind of just talking about his his music and how it's influenced me and and uh, how it's influenced other people, uh, but at the same time kind of criticizing him as a guy. And um, Emerson kind of uh, rough edges of that article, as he says later in the interview that you're about to listen to. You know, he really he really enjoyed the way that we kind of went in depth. We didn't we didn't gloss over the ugly stuff. We didn't gloss over the musical stuff that we didn't like. Uh, he liked that it was honest, it was raw, and he, he said that you know something that really stuck with me from the interview was that he said that um, the way that we write over here um, is is different than a lot of people because we're not just talking about how great it is. We're actually discussing truthfully uh, as fans of music what we like, what we don't like, and not bullshitting. And that's something that you know when making this page that was my goal. So to hear somebody say that out loud and somebody as as prominent as as Emerson um again an absolute treat it was it was great to hear and um you know he opened for Ariel Pink so he's had some personal experiences with him and talked to him so it was cool to kind of again have that come full circle and um to sit down and talk with him about some of those experiences after after writing that article you know after one uh, uh, with one article you know I got an interview with this guy and and it's just very cool to see you know what I mean like the real life consequences of the things that we do over on this page so you know, without further ado, um, you know, one of my favorite new artists out of Australia, Emerson Snow. stuff from like 2003 yeah like the jackass era yeah yeah so it was like jackass and then he would like do these tours where um you know he basically basically just like get like super fucked up and then you know bash himself over the head and stuff so that was like on stage and stuff were you watching like live videos yeah 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 he did like all these like live tours um yeah i remember i remember like downloading one on limewire Oh yeah, was, man. I'm, I must have been like, like probably like twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just like I like I found that again, and I was watching that today, and I was like, yeah, all right, so, <laughs> yeah, get, you know, get, get, get prepared for a, a nice interview with some fucking <laughs> videos of a guy's bashing his head around uh, over a table. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was it was funny though because it made me remember. Um, yeah, like around like that that age, like eleven, twelve um jackass was really 
you know, was really starting to be a big thing. It was like just before the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was still like, you know, uh, a friend of mine, Jack, actually, I don't know if I can even say his name with the story I'm about to say, mm-hmm. but anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can beep it out. Um, I feel like there was always like one kid that had like all the DVDs, mm-hmm. you know, and that kid was always like the, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this guy, but yeah. at the time it was, it was pretty cool. Be yeah. that guy. Yeah, no, I had a friend like that. Uh, my friend Frankie, he he had the LimeWire on his computer and he'd be downloading like Eminem and shit like off of LimeWire. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> all yeah. that shit. Um, yeah, yeah other- so I remember, sorry. Oh, I was going to say. Sorry, yeah, other- yeah. So, so- <laughs> shit, I'll, I'll, I'll edit all that. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go, 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 man. Go for it. I was going to say. Tell I- me about Frankie. Every other, oh my God, he had a ferret in his house. His house smelled so bad. But, but yeah, he was, he was one of those kids that like, uh, yeah, had all the bad movies and shit. Like, and, uh, yeah, I remember him, him downloading stuff off LimeWire. Every other song would have that Bill Clinton, uh, uh, clip or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know I did not have sexual relations, <laughs> but I did go on LimeWire.com <laughs> to download. Like, That's it, man. That's man. That was how it used to be, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I remember like, you know, I'd, I'd go to house and you know he kind of introduced me to freddy vs jason had just come out mm-hmm. so he kind of got me into like all that kind of stuff which is sick because it's funny now because now i'm like you know like that's basically like my favorite kind of genre of movie it's just like that's a straight up just like i guess like yeah, like that splatter punk kind of thing of just like just gore and shit but like overly done you know mm-hmm. um but anyway so i remember like this certain day we were you know we watched freddy vs jason and then you know as we would usually do at that time you know we'd put like a skateboard on a um on a uh what's it called it's like the like the workout thing where, like you walk on the treadmill oh treadmill yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so put like the skateboard on the treadmill and, like do it up really fast and like see who could stay on it longest Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like this certain day after we did that, which was like our, our usual daily routine, whenever I went to his house, mm-hmm. we got like his uh, BMX bikes and went down to these, these dirt jumps and it was just him and I, and he went up, he was like, yeah, check this out. Uh, so like he, he went up one of the jumps and, uh, the handlebars didn't have, uh, like the plastic grips on it. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a really kind of like fucking like run down bmx bike it had probably like, it's like rusting no no fuck no you know it's like the, that kind of that kind of guy doesn't yeah, yeah. have like brakes on his yeah you, you take well, them off so know. it can go faster yeah 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 of course yeah man <laughs> yeah. you're not stopping you're not the stopping do. here <laughs> it's yeah. what the pros do all all of them did it you know um mm-hmm. anyway so basically like you know like the it's like metal handlebars which were like rusted at the end anyway so we went up to um just like go over this jump and it basically like slipped out and like cut like the basically like the shaft of his dick holy shit Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah and like it cut it open oh my Um, god and i was like i was like laughing because you're like haha because i couldn't see it and then um then he basically got up and was like holding his dick and was like crying like came to me oh my god and i was just like oh my god and like you know there was blood everywhere um and i'm like fuck like we gotta we gotta get you back home you know we gotta get you back to safety and get you to a hospital or something yeah yeah and just as we we're just as we we're walking out of his dirt jumps my dad was like in his youth like driving past like to pick me up from his house mm-hmm. and i was like dad dad like wait wait you know then we got in the car and my dad drove him to the hospital 
And then I never saw him again until like, you know, probably like two years later, like he dropped out of school and I saw him at a party when I was like, you know, 14 or 15. And he was like, you know, he like rocked up with a couple oh of like his new friends, uh-huh. uh, you know, and was like smoking cigarettes and stuff. And I was like, man, this guy. And it was funny because only I knew what was, what had happened. You know, yeah, he was like, like, please don't tell anyone, please don't tell anyone. Were you like, man, I won't how, tell anyone. <laughs> did you ask him how his dick was? Man, I don't know well that's the thing dude I I honestly like I mean like even talking about it now I, I think about it because I'm like I wonder what really happened yeah I know that I know that there was a lot of blood right and I know that no matter what happened he had to get out of school you know and he was that was you know um, yeah damn yeah, anyway, I hope he's okay I hope Jack's okay pray for Jack well actually like talking about that dude and like the kind of similar guys that was like around that because there's always like a couple of guys that you know it's, i feel like it's like around like that age like 13 14 you end up like hanging out with like a certain group of guys mm-hmm. who you're like oh these are like you know these are my friends yep. and then you end up being you end up like a couple of years later being like no those guys, yeah, fuck are those like, guys. You know, mm-hmm. straight straight up from like the wrong side of the track you know like just yeah, like right. really kind of like mm-hmm. like one of like stuff fights and like all that shit you know really aggressive you know not yeah. good at home stuff's going on you know <laughs> which mm-hmm. i get but it's also like yeah maybe like don't start like all that all that shit at school and stuff you know um, yeah i got you but anyway but uh oh fuck um but yeah but yeah but basically the, those guys yeah so, sorry i'm like my train of thought is like oh you're cool i can add it i can add um, it around this so it's cool man don't, don't need to edit it this is this is the goal this the is raw shit podcast goal baby um okay yeah yeah so so basically like go forward like you know now i'm like i must be like 20 or something um at this point like you know i'd moved to a different i moved to like a different city and stuff when i was 17 and i was touring with this band and you know doing a ride and then all of a sudden like my house got broken into and all my guitars and things got stolen um and anyway there was like this kind of big thing like uh about it um and these guys you know, who I hadn't, who I hadn't seen since I was like 13 or something, like hit me up on Facebook and mm-hmm. they're like, Hey man, if, you know, if you need someone to find the, find who <laughs> stole that, like, we got you. And I was like, um, I'm good, man. But, but thanks. And they're like, you know, we'll, you know, we'll go over there, like break their legs and stuff. I'm like, all oh, right, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bail here. Hey, I'm just going um, yeah, to yeah. talk to you again. Yeah. Good to talk <laughs> to you again, guys. But um, yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That's fucking wild. Over Facebook, huh? <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. It's all happening. Yeah, it's all, it's all happening. <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Uh, all good. So speaking, I was kind of speaking of like, you were talking about Blood and Horror and Freddy versus Jason. I kind of wanted to ask oh, you yeah. a bit about uh, your, your recent EP. I was kind of wondering, like, your shift from the more dream poppy stuff to the kind of like, um, you know, darker horror kind of stuff. Where did that come from? Like, what, what was that influenced by, would you say? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, um, with, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the EP to come out because I did it at like the start of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically, I mean, like that genre, like the, you know, I, I've, I've always been really, really into, um, you know, I think when I was like, yeah, probably around that age that we were just talking about like 13 or even like 14, um, a friend of mine from school, like told me about Saw, cause I think Saw had just come out, mm-hmm. um, and I just, I watched that and I got like obsessed with those movies, like just like the violence and like, you know, like the storyline about yeah. it. So convoluted, but with, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, like, I mean, like the, that whole franchise just totally went to shit. Yeah. 
which sucks, which really sucks, man. Cause it's just like, yeah, they go way too much money. Then it just turned into like a final destination kind of thing, but the yeah. late final destination stuff, you know, there are mm-hmm. another like franchise that I fucking love. Like, same, love same. Fra- oh man. So good. But, but I love that stuff, like the exaggerated violence. And, um, you know, one thing with horror movies for me, I really feel like, and I don't know if this like kind of ties into like what I do, but I feel like with horror movies, like the, the storylines are way more interesting than anything else kind of out there. But it's usually like the execution, like, you know, it's like the acting or something always lets it down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, man, like it's such a good storyline. It's like really pushing it, but then it's always just seems to be like, you know, low budget. Cause no big, like no big production wants to get behind it. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, yeah, I don't know about like cutting up people and like, you know, cutting off their legs and stuff. And you're like, yeah, right. you need, you need it all to like, you know, you need it all for it to be a, um, yeah, like, full piece. a beautiful finished product or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I just have really enjoyed those movies um, mainly for like the storylines and uh, you know, I kind of really appreciate, especially like early kind of special effects and mm-hmm. things like that. I have a really good friend of mine, Alex, uh, Alex Smith, who, um, you know, I've done a couple of videos with him. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, like, and he's like super into all that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, Actually, the way I got the name, like Emerson Snow Splatterpunk, was like uh, I was actually, um, I, I think I was on a tour. I was on a tour for That's Rock and Roll in Australia, and I was on a flight from Brisbane to, I think I was on a fl- flight from either Sydney to Perth or something. Mm-hmm. And I had downloaded um, basically like the making of. Actually, it's funny we're talking about this. It's like it was the making of uh, f- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know? And it was, and that was the first time, like I'd heard the phrase like splatterpunk, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and for some reason, I just like that, just like really connected with me. Um, and I just like wrote it down. And then kind of like the title of the EP, Emerson Snow Splatterpunk, is like you know, it's you know, like a classic like horror movie. Title, like Wes Cravens you know, or something it, like that, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's like the director, and then it's you know, mm-hmm. I just, I just, I loved it, and I think. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It was just something about it. Like, I, I like the sound of it. And I think, like, visually, um, you know, very, very influenced by all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then with all the videos for the CP, it's, you know, they're not so much all connected, but each of them turn out to have, like, you know, different, um, you know, different face paint or, you know, some kind of, like, uh, classic like horror movie aesthetic yeah involved in them i mean yeah. like yeah i was gonna um, say for your, for your newest like, one the you're my boy uh, baby music video i was gonna say like um i was reading on enemy uh, which uh congrats on that getting that feature that was really cool um yeah right. uh, yeah it's yeah nice. uh, I, I saw something about um how you're influenced by like japanese horror so like where you kind of yeah, yeah, for, for that sure. video you kind of went with that right yeah yeah i mean like japanese horror also like korean cinema has like hectic shit as well mm-hmm um i oh mean what's it Actually, i don't know if it is i think it is but it's like but it's like ichi the killer is that what it's called i think so ichi yeah the killer something like that but i mean like man like when i saw that movie that was that was next level like with like the amount of gore and um all that stuff mm-hmm. but yeah um and i and I'm not, I'm not sure what the next single is i think it might be a track called uh what they say but 
it basically goes between LA and then, you know, I, I'm like in LA waking up um, and then it cuts to me in Japan, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm like, I've got like blood coming out of my eyes and stuff and just oh, like shit. walking down the street, like talking, like just seeing to the camera. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, but, but, and I don't, th- I don't think I like, I was aware of um, all the videos kind of being connected in that sense. But I think subconsciously somehow it was all, um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it, it could also be like the amount of music that I write and like create is just kind of like constant. So it's like whenever I do kind of have, um, you know, five or seven tracks or even like 10 tracks that are all together, mm-hmm. um, they all, you know, they all kind of fit well together. So maybe that was like with, with Splatterpunk that it was just, yeah these five tracks just I feel like really go well together and also kind of capture something that was going on at that time as well mm-hmm. but yeah but anyway but anyway to to answer the question yeah I just love I I, I love like unashamed unashamedly if, even if that's a word mm-hmm. I just like <laughs> that's a word like, yeah I, 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 adore, I just like adore um you know like just horror I mm-hmm. just think it's yeah i think it's the best and it's also like you don't have to think about it most of the time as well you don't have to think about anything yeah know? it's a good genre it's very it. yeah it can be very pulpy it can be very like um for sure serious it can be super campy yep. yeah it's like yeah it's good and I when like horror movies are done well it's like it's great i mean like especially in australian cinema there's a lot of that like um really psychological horror you know i don't know if you've seen uh, like snowtown before no i haven't seen that one Oh man. I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta check that out, but there's, there's a lot of movies that are kind of riddled with crime, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, but like just the characters in it are just, um, just really, just really, really awful people. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, like when I was younger, I just never could enjoy Australian cinema at all because it was just way too realistic. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like really, just really, really just, you ever Very see um, uh, the Pusher movies, uh, Nicholas uh, Winding Refn? No, man, but, but, but I, was, I was literally telling my friend Brody about this the other day with, um, with the movie about him, when he, like, about him mm-hmm. after he wrote Drive. Mm-hmm. He was, um, he's in the process of writing like, the next one after. It was like, like Heaven. Oh, okay. oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, the one I always get confused with. Uh, Devil like, or something, God. Only God forgives, that's it. Yeah, only God forgives. Yeah, yeah, I always get it confused with like heaven knows what and stuff like. Yeah, that. right. Because I feel like, for some reason, like visually, um, mm-hmm. like the Safdie brothers and all that. But um, but yeah, that's a great documentary as well. But I but I haven't seen I haven't seen the Pusher ones. That has um, man, what's that actor's name? The uh, Matt Nicholson. Sorry. Uh, Mads Nicholson, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I I, I just started watching Hannibal for the first time. <laughs> that's a good show. Man, yeah. He's great. I also just watched his recent movie as well. Um, uh, I can't remember. It's about like they're like they they do these tests about like drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it won like some. Man, I don't know. Oh yeah, it won a he's, uh, he's best, best international film. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A, a, another round or something. Mm-hmm. I think is. Yeah, I know called. what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. But yeah, so, like, so you'd say film like kind of influences your style like a good amount, right? Like yeah, much. For, oh yeah, for sure. And probably probably being like an only child as well is just like constantly just like watching yeah. watching movies or like um 
or you know like my favorite game growing up was like vice city i just like, yeah loved like love that game so do you much. like scarface because those two things are very Man, connected dude like dude the, the crazy thing about like scarface i don't think i i don't think i saw it until like you know probably a few years after i was playing vice city mm-hmm. and then you're just like oh this is just vice city the movie or, yeah or, like, right. you're, playing vice, you're like this is just scarface you know you're just like, yeah. and i was just like what like but yeah, man, I, I I'm in a, I'm in a really deep Al Pacino uh, phase right now. Good place and to be. Loving it, mm-hmm. man. I can I can I just can't believe like the amount of like just outstanding work that yeah. he like that he has done. Carlito's you know, way. He, like I, I mean, fucking Carlito's yeah. way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I watched Serpico like and like last night. Yep. And I was just like, man, this guy. Dog Day, and, afternoon. Like, Dog Day afternoon is like my favorite movie. Yeah, that's um, so good. Yeah, Panic and Needle Park. It's just, yeah, it's just amazing. Oh, is that an Al Pacino movie? Yeah. I gotta check uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta check that's that him. one out. Yeah. That's like Heaven Knows What, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like similar, right? It's like kind of yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Whew. Al Pacino. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's dope. <laughs> I love Al Pacino. He's a, he's a character. He's in so much shit, man. He's in so much crazy stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, and like his recent stuff, I mean... Total dog shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah but... He was good Irishman, though. You see Irishman? Uh, I didn't finish it. I think I was like, oh, I'll give this a watch. And it was already like 3 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about a three and a half. It's a long ass movie. movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. good in that movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna watch it off this, actually, because I, I remember enjoying it. But it's like, you know, whenever you start a movie, like, you know, anything past 3 a.m. Yeah. I just mean, like... like the past, the past, yeah. Like the past few nights have been. Um, I've been like falling asleep to Cape Fear, which is like a movie I love, but I just keep falling asleep in it. And then there's like this John Travolta movie called Blowout. Yes. That before, man, I, I had never heard of it, but Brody, who I was just talking about before, my was like, he told me about it and I was, yeah, I couldn't believe it. It's yeah. so sick. I, I highly but recommend I, I, for after 3 a.m. watching any Brian De Palma, uh, Sisters. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blowout. What was the fucking other one? I'm trying to, Scarface, obviously. Um, and then there yeah. was one other one that's really, really good. Um, Body Double. Highly, highly recommend Body, Body Double. Double. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, man. I'm, I'll write this shit down right now. Yeah. <laughs> These are good ones. Um, yeah. Sisters and Body Double, especially. Those are two really good after 3 a.m. type of movies. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, I've been is... getting really, I feel like I'm like getting really back into um, movies and things, which is cool. Same. Yep. Just, sometimes it's like go through like a phase where I just like, you know, I, I feel like it's like with music, you know, I like, you know, if, if I'm, if I get in like a phase of like I'm writing a lot, like I can't listen to like anything else, you know, I can't mm-hmm. listen to, really like any um any bands or artists or anything because it's just i'm just like so like literally like the only thing i'll listen to is like my own demos you know which is like so so lame but like seriously it's like (laughs) you gotta do it and improve yourself yeah you can't be listening to other people's shit you know and and i mean like i'm like writing stuff for me to enjoy you know it's like i'm not writing stuff to put out there and be like i hope someone enjoys this you know but it's like um but it's like you know it's like you know i've that and also like i feel like that's like why like the music videos are so simple as well because i really love this idea of like you know a lot of like one shot music videos and things like that a a lot of like the project all together um you know as it is really just like literally myself like emotion emotionally and everything but it's um a lot of a lot of the project is really just about documentation, you know, 
of just like being alive and in that moment, you know, and I feel like that's like with, um, I mean, like the songs are written in like, you know, an hour, like start, start to finish, you know, and like, that's it. Then I'm just mm-hmm. like, do, do the next one. Yep. So everything's very much like, you know, just documenting something and being like, cool, I've done that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it is like that. Yeah. Um, I feel it too. There's like some kind of, you get like an idea in your head and you just kind of want to just like write it down. All right. I'm done. Yeah. I do the same. Like, like, like with like, I wanted to write the Scarface. um, uh, um, You want to write Scarface? No, I wanted to write (laughs) a review (laughs) in some capacity about the Scarface soundtrack because I just love it so much. I'm just like such a big fan of it. And I had thought about it doing that for like five, six years. And then this year I'm just like, all right, let me just do it. Throw it out there. It's done. You know, and document it as you said. Hell yeah. 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 You know, you can analyze it so much. Um, and you're just like talking yourself. I feel like you're like, ter- like purposely like self-sabotaging yourself to like push yourself to not do it, you know? Right. Um, I feel like it's like working out or something, you know, it's like, say like, you know, I'll do like 10 minutes of workout, like every, like every night, you know? And sometimes it's like the heart, it's like, I'll think about it all day, just knowing that I have to do it and that it's like some kind of a chore, but no one's making me do it. Like no one is making you do this Scarface write up, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but yet you're still so like in your head, like, yeah, like getting kind of done, your failure. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. just do it. Like, I don't know, like, you know, it's, it's so bizarre, man. It's just really, yeah, it's super yeah. bizarre. Yeah. But, but that's cool. Yeah. You, it seems like you have a good songwriting process where it's just like, whenever you come up with an idea, you just like, you write it and you write a whole, you write a lot, right? You, do you still write like 10 songs a day? Are you still? No, not not ten songs a day. It's it's usually like one song a day. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was like ten. <laughs> ten I don't know why. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like oh, I got ten songs a day. It's like yeah, but I've got like you know like demos. I mean, yeah, yeah. Tracks out now. You know, it's like yeah, I got you. Um, uh, but yeah, no, like yeah, it was usually when like I'm when I'm on a roll, it'll like last up upwards for like a month where I'll do like you know a full like track a day. Okay. Okay. Got you. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're doing that, it's like, you know, by the end of the week, you've got like, you know, a seven track EP or something mm-hmm. and then they go together and they go together. And I mean, you know, and I'm only just releasing like my second EP now, you know? Yep. And I mean, like already this year I've, I've got, I think I looked yesterday, I have like 45 tracks from this year, you know? So it's like, I don't know when yep. this stuff is going to come out, but I think um, it'll come out. Yeah. It'll come out it's all like droppable stuff right it's all like fully ready tracks like ready to go type of stuff right yeah a a lot of it a lot of it um is i think like with like the debut album stuff that i'm working on at the moment like i've finished like i've finalized like those demos but i think when it comes to like a proper kind of like release or something it's like then um you know they kind of go into like another kind of category where i'll be like okay like they'll be the only ones that i ever go back back and work on you know Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes like, um, you know, there are certain tracks that, you know, you'll just be like, oh, like maybe this will be something where I'll like go back onto. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, like, um, well, well, I mean, like, to be honest, like now I'm a lot better at, at being like, oh, yeah, I'll, work, I'll go back to that track and work on it. But when I started like doing this, like kind of um, just like this constant writing thing, Mm-hmm. I was like really, really particular in my head being like, no, that's it. Like that's done. Like that's, that's the end of the track, you know? Yep. And like that, that was cool for a minute. I mean, like I had, you know, before I was signed and things I had, um, you know, I, I put up like a, I put up like a new EP like every couple of days. And I think there was a point where like it came up to like a month and I'd release like, you know, 15 EPs, you mm-hmm. know, just cause I was just like, 
Yeah, because I just could. I could just do it and just put it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I can't really, I can't really do that. But um, yeah, depending on how the CP goes, we'll yeah. see if I can start doing that again or not. You know, just like on your own independently. Yeah. No, it's exciting though. Yeah, it's yeah. cool that it's, it's, nice. it's yeah. Do, do you think you'll? <laughs> do you think touring is like a possibility, like in in Europe at this point, or is it not? Like, what is it looking like? Yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, with my yeah, like. We were just, I was just talking to someone yesterday and they were saying, you know, we're looking at dates for July now in Berlin, which is cool. I mean, like, you know, I haven't, I haven't played a show since mid 2019. Damn. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is ages, man. And like, you know, I I had, cause, cause I moved over here um, to Germany, like, I think like near the end of 2019. Um, When I first got here, I kind of had this opportunity to do like, like a pretty big Australian tour like in support of um this this uh this artist uh, emma louise um and i you know for whatever circumstances was going on like mentally i just i couldn't i couldn't do it it was just um just too much stuff going on it kind of had like a bit of a burnout but um but if i did do those then that would have been the last shows that i'd done and probably could have ended it on like a high note instead it was like you know i moved here then i was like well well i mean like, well i mean like well i mean like i got here like it was like end of 2019 and then mm-hmm. um actually december december of 2019 that's when miriam my um my my girlfriend and i we went to japan and then that's like you know i mm-hmm. did the you're my boy baby video clip you know yep. so i mean like i've been like sitting on that shit for a while um and then and then we were in la at the start of last year uh for like three months and like the first week that we got there like that first friday like then lockdown happened mm-hmm. so we we're like okay like we can either go back to berlin um you know and kind of be stuck in like the sad cold and you know probably be going down lockdown there or we can be in lockdown in la where you know it's actually sunny outside and you know just see what happens so yeah we ended up just staying oh okay um, you're, so you're in you're saying staying in berlin or right no, we, we 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 ended up staying in LA. Oh, so you were you were locked down in like locked down in like LA for yeah, yeah. a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And then, yeah, yep. Anyway, and that's and that's mm. what was going on. And then we and then after that, we eventually were able to get back to Berlin. Um, then when we got back here, it was as it was as if like lockdown wasn't even a thing. I mean, like people were still like eating outside of restaurants and doing all this stuff. And then you know, and then this year we got hit with like a fucking hectic lockdown. You know. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably because it wasn't you know in my in my eyes it just really wasn't taken seriously like when mm-hmm. it should have been you know yeah um but i mean like it is what it is man it's just you know we're talking now so it's all good yeah that, that's true it's happened <laughs> these that's things true. somehow happen you know it's, that's true hopefully hopefully I'll, I'll be able to travel to europe at some point do like a do a small tour myself you know what i mean Throw, come through berlin yeah, yeah. for a second you know what i mean yeah for sure man yeah, it's 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 nice here. I mean, I had I had never been here before I met Miriam. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and li- the, literally the only thing I knew about Berlin was uh, "Stranger in a Strange Land." It was like this like mini documentary on Nick Cave when he oh, okay. was living here, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's sick as well. If you haven't seen that, it's no, I haven't seen really that. I'm not good. too huge. Yeah. I'm not too huge into Nick Cave. I'm just starting to get into it. It's like a big, huge discography he has. Like monster discography yeah it's nuts yeah yeah i mean like yeah like with nick cave i mean like um somehow i kept kind of having these you know like interviews or 
you know, whenever I play shows, there's kind of this comparison to him. But I honestly think it was literally just because I had like a similar haircut to him and everyone was just like, <laughs> yeah. you like Nick Cave, huh? And yeah. I'm like, I don't even know. I've never even listened to him, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but because I was always really uh, much more into like Roland S. Howard. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but, but, but the thing that got me into Nick Cave was like his movies that he did. So it was like, um, I forget what it's called, like 10,000 Days on Earth or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that, and then he did um, another one afterwards. But that kind of got me into him as a person. Um, yeah, and that was something that kind of really, uh, I guess, I don't know. This is something I could, like, understand mm-hmm. with him in a sense of, you know, growing up in, like, a country town and then doing the move to, like, another city and then ending up like, you know, overseas somehow and just trying yeah. to make it work. I was going to say, a big remind, thing that, reminds me of him. Yeah. Like, like going from Australia to, to Berlin and that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, and that's something I never, I never ever thought of, um, of even, you know, ending up here out of all places. But, but another thing that really kind of, uh, that I do enjoy about him is, you know, he's kind of not ashamed about, um, you know, his youth as well, you know, of when he was like in his twenties and stuff, like, mm-hmm. You know, he's, you know, he's actually quite cool with it. And I kind of have like the same understanding as well, how it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's just like, it is what it is, you know? And like, even if he was living in like some shitty, like Berlin apartment and just like had like all these religious photos around his room and like scratchings and, mm-hmm. you know, just really whack shit, you know, <laughs> like, you know, he was going yeah. through, he was going through some stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's like, you, you have, you, when you go through that stuff and come out, then it's like, you know, it's all good. I mean, you can just, you just have more experiences, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, but yeah, talking about like, you know, carnage and stuff was, I really enjoyed listening to that. It was. Yeah. I was happy. Really I can, I, I was happy. I could fo- like forward that to you. Cause I, I figured that you'd enjoy it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it was great, man. I mean like, yeah. Cause like we were just talking before and like, I was just listening to it. Um, it was crazy. It was as if, uh, I don't know. It's just those. It was just so weird because I feel like I had only listened to it like once, mm-hmm. like the first time you and I spoke, like a few months ago or something. When you when you sent it to me, and then like listening to it tonight, I was just like, "Fuck!" Like these songs sound so like there's something so familiar about them, even though like you know I had mm-hmm. listened to them once through yeah. months ago. But like listening to them now, I was just like, "Man, there's just something about it that really." Um, yeah it's something definitely like eternal it's really about sound. hypnotic yeah yeah it's I've, super like uh yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it goes throughout all of his like uh, newer stuff at least um you know yeah, like, yeah, for like sure. skeleton tree like that kind of stuff or like his work on uh, hell or high water he like made the yeah, soundtrack yeah, yeah, for that yeah. it all kind of ties together where it's like this very like kind of like western like blasted out kind of sound and yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah his like harrowing kind of voice behind it it's like such a cool it's such like a great sound that you can just do so much with i feel like yeah, it's great. I, I like it as well because it's quite like a it's super vulnerable as well. I mean, like his his vocals are like literally right at the front, you yep. know, and there's like no like I feel like with Carnage is probably Carnage and um the one before this, uh I forget I forget uh, the album before this. Something teen, right? It's like Ghostine. Ghostine, that's it? it. Yep. Um with these two, I think he probably has like the most affected vocals he's had you know, out of anything, you know, and even then it's kind of like a distortion or like a slap bit of reverb. Hand of God, hand <laughs> of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, 
it's it's really it's it was really good i really enjoyed listening to it um crazy shit yeah. I, just like explode very explode it feels again that song literally feels like his hand is like reaching down from the sky like yeah, pulling a car nice. off the highway and like fucking throwing it yeah yeah for sure man i yeah. mean i wrote it down like what is it that was like um like hand of god and then i think it's a white elephant mm-hmm. how he says a line he says a line it's like i'll shoot you in the fucking face if you come around here i'll shoot you just for fun mm-hmm. you know it's just like there he is yeah that's the good shit you know it's like right. <laughs> yeah it's i like- love i love that stuff it's a cool yeah it's a cool song just like just like viscerally it's very cool but also like um he for some reason yeah. he he felt the need to kind of like go into like american politics and like the whole george floyd thing which like could have yeah, went yeah, south yeah. but he did it so well like you know what i mean like he addressed it so well yeah. you know no it's great man i think um yeah i mean actually uh yeah like something with with nick cave and also like with lou reed um you know lou was always very adamant about you know he wanting to make the great American novel, but in song, you know, so, you know, a lot of the subject matter was very literal, um, you know, talking about fucking and all that stuff. And like, you know, then Nick Cave, like, you know, talks about, you know, shooting people in the face and, you yep. know, and like, uh, what is it like in Staggerly? It's like jumping over. I mean, I don't know. It's like jumping over one good pussy to fuck a fat boy's ass or something. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, there's like some, but there's like some lyrics that you're just like, what? But yeah, but like, it's but it's those but it's those lyrics that like you literally like remember and like cut through and you're just like, well, I haven't heard like someone, yeah, like like sing like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that stuff that you know makes me really enjoy Nick and like especially Lou. You know, just like this straight up like my favorite Lou Reed song is Street Hassle. Mm-hmm. you know it's just um yeah which album so is that also i was i was like just listening to that i'm pretty sure uh, I, th- I think it's on i think it, i think the album is called street, street hustle. hustle yeah um, um let me see yeah it was i was yeah getting... and it's about like to go yep. overdosing and he's like oh you, sh- you can just like put her mm-hmm. under the street mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah wild know, shit. but uh but uh but that's yeah and i think maybe that has probably that probably has a lot to do with like you know the fascination with like the horror movies as well because i feel like with horror movies it's it's so it can be so real you know it's like the violent the if the violence is done well and it's serious it seriously seems like that character could just flip out you know mm-hmm. i find that like the most fascinating out of like anything is like yeah. the human mind how it can just flip you know and i'm sure you've met people that you know you're like probably not going to hang out hang around with this person anymore because i've seen them yeah. slip out randomly. like they're just driving like 80, <laughs> mi- 80 miles an hour down the road yeah. no stop signs i'm just like get me the yeah, fuck yeah. out of this car you psycho yeah and you're like this is cool man and he's like yeah i'll see you tomorrow and you're like yeah i'll, I'll hit you up I'll hit <laughs> yeah you, you up. just you just do that so you get in their good graces so that way they don't come and kill you but you're like yeah yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, hang yeah, out yeah. later for sure yeah. dude because you fucking know that guy is gonna he'll flip out on you, you yeah know? He'll flip out at you. Yeah, if you say no, he's going to be like, what's the issue? Why can't we hang out, pussy? Like, so what's up? What's up? Yeah, fucking pussy. What's yeah. wrong? And you're like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a pussy, but I'll, I'll hang out. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean, dude, like where I grew up, there was a lot of that shit. A lot of that. um, yeah, Unstable. Like that masculinity dude. thing of just, yeah, just totally unstable dudes. Like I look back now, like even talking about those guys um at the start of this that you just like fuck man like you mm. know to to kind of, to kind of be the person that hits someone up through facebook being like hey man if you need someone's legs broken just hit me up and the boys you know it's like yeah i'm good yeah, yeah I'm, 
probably good I left, you know, probably good I left that town. You know? Yeah, there's like a type Still A person too, and I was like a type B and then there's like a type like X or something. That's like those <laughs> that's like that guy. <laughs> just like what the who is this guy? Like, Generation X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like out of nowhere. Yeah, like, the, the the true X Men, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. X Boys. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh oh, God. Man. so you sorry, you were mentioning Lou, uh, Lou Reed. I see him a lot on like your Instagram story and stuff. You're like pretty like you're pretty influenced by him, right? Like kind of his whole For sure. aesthetic yeah, and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, I think the aesthetic of it, the um just the way he went about writing, uh like very, very raw, kind of it is what it is, uh, you know, just very literal. Mm-hmm. Um and it's crazy because I feel like with a lot of these artists, like, you know, they've been around since, you know, they're like the seventies or something. Yep. And, um, you know, in school, I was like, I was like a real fucking, like, uh, I was just a real, like kind of annoying indie kid. How it was like, you know, I was, I was constantly just like, I was constantly like looking for music, you know, going on like Gorilla vs. Bear and like all these blogs and just right, like, yeah. constantly just scrolling and scrolling, finding music, finding music. And then like, you know, you show it to someone, and they're like, this is shit. And then, like, the next year, then, like, they're really big. And you're like, well, you said that it was shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you know, but I, but I was totally pretentious like that. And to be honest, like, I'm cool with it that I was like that because, like, the amount of shit that I found and, mm-hmm. like, truly just, like, went on my own of just finding music that, like, I really enjoyed, you know, it was, like, such a very important thing. Um, but talking about that, it was, like, because I was so – I was really focused on what was happening like now, like at that time, I never, I mean like, dude, like I listened, I started listening to the Beatles like this year, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it's like this shit that I'm just like, had yeah. never even like, I'd never even listened to this stuff before. Yeah. I mean, like with, with Miriam, I'm like, man, have you heard this track? She's like, yeah. Like it was in my household. I'm like, what? yellow submarine. Yeah. These yellow submarines. Some these guys are, these guys are pretty good. They're going somewhere. Um, but, but, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, I haven't heard anything from them for a while, but I mean, like, I'm yeah. sure you know, just one of those guys, it's one of those bands, man. They just come and go. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of like a, yeah, kind of like a Hoobastank or something. You know? Yeah, basically, very similar. The, basically, like the, the first Hoobastank. Pretty probably. much. Very similar to yeah. Hoobastank. I would sad. definitely draw direct comparison. Sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a sad story, but good stuff. But, um, but yeah, it was funny actually with Miriam, how I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, have you heard this song? She's like, yeah, like I grew up with it, and she was, and it's crazy in Berlin, like in Germany, like they grew up with Nick Cave as well, mm-hmm. which is like totally bizarre to me, because in Australia, I mean, like sure there would be like you know certain scenes that do like grow up with Nick Cave, but I mean, the, he is massive over here, he is massive in Europe, like it is insane, you know, mm. like it's 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 really bizarre. Um, but, uh, but yeah, talking about Lou Reed and all that stuff, it's like, because I was so focused on what was happening at that time, I just never, just never like went back or anything. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think like my drama teacher, I got a haircut once and I was feeling really, feeling really sad about it, you know, because I went to like a private school and had to have like really short hair. Yeah. And she was like, no, it's very velvet underground. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And I went <laughs> home. I think I must be, I probably was like 15 or so. I went home. Then I heard like heroin for the first time. And I was yeah. like, you know it's like but there's like certain moments like um i don't know i feel like i'm like going like so off track no you're good i feel like yeah there are certain moments like there's like this very specific moment where uh i would have been yeah probably like 15 in like grade 10 like grade 9 or 10 and uh i used to always hang out with like older older kids like Mm -hmm. a year or two years older than me 
yep. uh, like the grades above. And, um, you know, one of them like brought me like a USB to school and it had, um, it had, uh, it was like Chicago by Sufjan Stevens had death from above 1979 had Elliot Smith, um, bright eyes, Wolf Parade. Yeah. Um, All the pitchfork best new musics for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but 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 then also but then also had, like Nick Drake and stuff like that and I'd never heard, I'd never heard that. Um, I don't know. It probably fucking sounds so lame, but I I'd never heard like that kind of music where it was like you know it was like Man Man as well. I don't know if you remember them, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Ariel Pink was probably on there, but I think I I think I found Ariel um through Gorillaverse Bear in like two thousand and eight or two thousand nine or something. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I wanted I wanted to definitely talk to you about that because that's kind of how we met a little bit. Like, um, I posted yeah, yeah. that Ariel Pink op-ed thing, uh, review slash you know like criticism about him. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I I got a lot. I got some shit from that from like my co-writers and stuff. They were like, "Oh, why are you promoting oh, yeah, yeah. someone like that?" Yeah, like why are you promoting someone like that? And the whole thing is like, it, it was meant to be controversial, but at the same time, like, like I love his music a lot. You know, I've been a dude. Big that fan. album is sick. Right, the album is fucking sick. Yeah, like you know, and you were, you were writing about the album, like right. That's what it was about, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's just weird. Whatever. You can't just like, like comment shit, on music, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know, like like there are some. That's things, the thing. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say there are some things about his music that like do like like I don't know. He talks about like you know trans people in this way or that way sometimes or whatever. Of course, yeah, yeah. But overall, it's like the the quality of the music, the production value, the instrumental shit, the you know every yeah. the, the way he does everything is so good. It's just like I just wanted to, dude. It's to, insane. To, yeah, give it a thumbs up, you know. Yeah, of course, and I mean, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, um, you know, it'd be funny if we get lit up for this when it's just like, <laughs> yeah, who fucking cares about me, man? Like, fuck <laughs> off, you know. Yeah. But um, but I mean, like, but I I, I can't deny like how influential he was, like in you know in my teens and even to like now you know it's like artists like that come around like fuck i don't know it's just uh yeah not often hugely inspiring musically you know and in terms of you know his political views and stuff it's like that's his stuff like i understand like it's you know be a very big thing but i think um i don't know it was just i was i don't know if, if it's weird to say but i was just like you know, like, I'm, I'm not so much into politics or anything. I mean, like, if you listen to his music, even if mm-hmm. you saw his Twitter from, like, the past, like, five years, like, yep. and all of a sudden you're calling him out, you're like, you know, this kid, you're, you're pretty, yeah. like, his stuff's literally out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's, it's been, like, he's, he's been supporting it's not hiding for, it. for quite a while. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. And it was like, that's why I was just like, yeah, like, all of a sudden he's just, like, getting lit up. And, yeah, you know, like, I, I understand it, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I totally get it when, you know, you can light people up, whatever you want. But I mean, it's like when it kind of crosses a certain level where it's like death threats and shit. I mean, like, if you mm-hmm. went on, I mean, like, I'm sure you were going through like his like hashtags and shit like that. I and mean, like, even like on his posts, yep. the amount of people just like, you know, being like, fucking die, fucking, you know, it's like all this shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, sh- that stuff is just like, yo, like, who are you to fucking say that? You know, it's like, who are you seriously? Like, you didn't even know this guy. You know, yeah. and, and I think one of the funniest things ever was like, um, you know, there'd be like different types of comments on the post. One of them would be like, 
um, I didn't even know who the fuck you are, but fuck you. And yeah. it's just like, okay, like, thanks for, thanks for coming in. You know, right. then another one was like, I've been following you for so long and I'm going to unfollow you right now. It's like, it's like, oh, okay. Like that's what it took for you to like unfollow someone like, yeah. so fast. You know, it's like, yeah. okay. Like what kind of, you know, what, what does I say about you foremost as a fucking person? Be, yeah. You're literally just jumping on this ship. You know, you don't, you don't even know what's going on here. You know? Yeah. I, I feel um, that. And I think, uh, my least favorite person when it came to that story like like i understood some people who are big fans of him or even not so much of fans of him like hating on him that makes sense what bothered me was sure. the people who said oh like I, his music was never even good anyway it's like that dude that, that's the shit man that's the shit it's like it's like i've been following you for ages and your music isn't even that good it's like why are you following him what is yeah. going on here you know i mean it's like oh, shit. that stuff is like that stuff yeah. is like so whack i swear like um and for sure man if you you know that's the thing. Like I'm quite distant from um, politics and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I can, I can totally understand why people cut him off, you know, and that's fine. Like you can, you can make your own stuff up about yeah, right. that. Like what's, what's right and wrong. You know, I'm not, I don't really have the ability to even intelligently like discuss it, you know, yep. but, but, but I can discuss is like literally just seeing people's reactions about it. And, um, you know, when something kind of, goes past a certain point where it's just like yeah like this is just straight up um this is just really awful like behavior you know yeah just like you know totally calling this guy out um for whatever reason Mm. but uh yeah it's sad man it was really sad it was honestly really sad seeing that you know and even if you know even if it was anyone else who'd done like awful things it's like you know even if even if i agree with some something that someone did like you know that was awful like as as in like as in like i was like wow that guy's a fucking asshole or that person's like awful yeah i would still never be like hey motherfucker fucking kill yourself and your family it's just like what are you doing like that's a bit too much where does that go like there's yeah. still someone on the other end of that, you know, who's like, it's not like Ariel was just like, oh, I don't read yeah. know, comments, even though my phone's like popping off. It's like, you know, you know, you would have seen that, you know, like other people like see that when they get blasted. It's like, yeah, those are things I don't agree really... with again. Yeah. And, and there were, there were some other allegations I think that came out along with it, which were, which kind of uh, threw the narrative in a whole different direction, um, especially with my reviews. Cause I know there was some like uh, sexual impropriety stuff or like he was like grabbing onto some girl's leg at a concert, that kind of stuff. So like I understand again why people are mad and why people come at him and stuff like that, but but at the same time like the again music is music and it's like if it's good music and it's been influential like why don't pretend like it doesn't exist like like the dude from the Strokes like specifically named Ariel Pink and said that like he's extremely influential to my sound like you know he's like he should be uh, yeah I remember I remember that Julian Casablancas uh, thing yep. he said um, he said Ariel is going to be one of those artists that is remembered long after he's gone you know? yep um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, like, it all kind of ties back to Lou Reed as well. I mean, you know, yep. it's like Master Lou definitely wasn't. Yeah, you know, Lou definitely wasn't like the chillest person, you know, <laughs> to, with his views and stuff. I mean, dude. And here's another whack thing. I mean, like, there's like the thin white Duke phase mm-hmm. of Bowie, yeah. where he's literally doing like the salute and stuff, and everyone's like, "That's Bowie, man." <laughs> yeah, it's the character. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I it's don't know crazy. if he can do. I can. I don't know if he can say the same thing you know and still yeah like respect those people you know it's, it's weird whack. 
with certain artists there's like a cutoff or something like that like even like nick cave like he said like the n-word in the past like in, in, in one of his songs yeah and then, on the yeah, and then he did a yeah and then he did like a um like a blog post about it yeah about like censoring his music you know mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know it's 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 fascinating man I mean, it's 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 strange i mean literally all you can do is like just you know just do your own thing like it's honestly like i i saw this tweet the other day i mean and like i I can't even go on Twitter. Like I'm just, I don't. It's just, it's too sad of a place. Yeah, for Twitter's me a mess. To hang out. It's <laughs> yeah. too sad. Um, yeah, it really freaks me out there. But I saw this post where uh, I think like UMO posted something, and it was it was in response to someone. The original tweet was this guy, like you know, he was referring to like a Jackson Pollock or not Jackson Pollock, but it was something similar to that. Now it's like the artwork seemed like it was done very simply or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, can somebody tell me what the fucking deal is with like this, that like my two-year-old couldn't do. And the guy from UMO was just like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. Like, you don't need to worry about that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's like, you don't need to, what are you trying to get out of this? Like, it's literally just trying to start something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you don't need to worry about that artist from like the fucking 1800s that, you know, <laughs> you don't need to bring that up and be like, this guy sucks. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no one cares. Like, you know, you were <laughs> yeah. literally trying to start something here. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, it's like, it's like, it's like right, I could have done today. this. It's like, yeah, for sure, man. It's what it's. Are we going to cancel crazy, today? Man, are we going to come out today type of shit? Yeah. It's, just it's, like not, it's spooky. It's crazy. It's, spooky. it's crazy stuff. Yeah. It just yeah. it's it's weird but again like as i was saying there there's definitely like a cutoff with some of these artists like like david bowie again did get into some crazy stuff but like he's still celebrated same with like i don't know like even the dude from the eagles like he he the main the lead singer of the eagles nobody wants to talk about this uh don henley but he like i remember there was one time he had two two underage girls over his house uh snorting cocaine and one of them died from the cocaine overdose and uh, he blamed it on the other girl he said oh it's the other girl's coke she went to jail he was good you know what I mean? And he's still alive and he has the best album selling album of all time. So it's like, like, where is the line? Like who, who is allowed to get canceled? Like, why is it, why is it so like randomly like doled out? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's like, uh, yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's a strange thing to see. It's a strange thing, but um, yeah, but I think that, but yeah, I think, yeah. With like, I don't know. It's like the coalition, the coalition with like, Lou Reed, I mean, like, Ariel's very influenced by Lou as well with, like, the literal writing. I mean, like, with Ariel's lyrics, yeah, like what you were saying, talking about transvestites and yep. all this stuff. Like, But he's, like, from L.A. as well, you know? It's, like, it's yeah. very normal. The, I mean, if you go there, it's very normal. Like, yeah, he, you know, you just, you, he's just saying it. it he yeah. reminds me of Lou Reed in a lot of ways. Like, the, the again, as you were saying, the very real way that he... Um, like the American novel type of way that he documents stuff. Cause I know Ariel, he was, um, I don't know if you like talked to him personally when you were touring with him and stuff, but uh, I know when he started off, he was in like, um, like some sort of like a heroin, like uh house or something like, like a place where a bunch of people were, were, were shooting heroin and that's where he was recording his music. And um, yeah, again, he like kind of lived like that life. Like he was kind of like down in, mm. in the dumps, like with, with those people. So it kind of like, I'm not saying it gave him a right to call them this or to call them that, but I think he was very like entrenched in this, you know, um, culture, I guess you'd call it or, or setting. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean, I think like if you're around for anyone that is like around certain things that make an impact in your life, I think you should have the right to be able to document it. You know? Yeah. I believe that for sure. Like, I mean, like you should be able to document like your own life and like your own experiences without 
you know, feeling like you should feel like you have to censor yourself, you know, because it's like, really, what's it all about? Like, what is this all about? Like when like we're all gone, it's like, you're going to go through like your life being like, Oh, like I wish I didn't, you know, I really should have like, I don't know. It's just, it can really bum me out, man. Like having to like second guess yourself, especially when it comes to like art or something like writing, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know because it's really it's like what's it all about like if like, you know you're going to be gone one day and then you know yeah you don't want leave to be completely somehow, polished I guess like if you, you don't want, want to be completely like, polished yeah like your whole life to have everything like everything like squeaky clean like all right like but where yeah. are the stories where's the grit where's the where's where's yeah. the learned experience where's the anything like if you can't talk yeah. about that stuff I agree you know and I, and I do just want to say I'm not like for you know aerial anything or for yeah. or against anything like that it's literally we're just talking about stuff you know yeah no. disclaimer. oh 100 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we're not gonna go like it's all good, it's bullshit. All good. yeah no. Donald Trump, no, no, no. all the way it's, like, it's no it's it's just it's just fascinating to be able to being able to sit back and like look at this stuff and try and analyze it from both sides of things you know and i think a lot of people can't really do that yeah no it's an interesting perspective because again you're somebody in europe who like literally could just live your life with no opinion on any of this stuff and and your life wouldn't be any different in america it's so different because literally like you can't be apolitical over here anymore it's impossible like there's political discussion i took an uber the other day and this guy's like what do you think about joe biden and i was like i think he's better than Straight trump up. yeah he goes he goes uh he goes oh trump was so much better like he didn't start a war this and that he was like starting with me i'm like i'm like could you just drive me home yeah hey man i just i just want to get home home yeah, yeah. I was, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm like you motherfucker. Actually, like. I, saw, I, saw, <laughs> I saw I saw a great movie um the other day. Oh, it's called Spree. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? I've heard of it before. I know um oh man, the dude from uh, Stranger from Things. Stranger right? Things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Oh, dude, that movie that movie was really really good. Really really good. But it's yeah, about like uh like an Uber driver that really wants to be famous, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like what is he willing to do to get views? yep and yeah it's sick it's like it's yeah it's like straight up like american psycho for now but like an it's uber really driver good. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i'll give that it's a watch sick. i wonder if that i wonder if that guy was 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 featured in the movie anywhere i don't know because <laughs> he was a horrific uber driver gave oh that yeah mother- he's really <laughs> gave that motherfucker one star <laughs> i was like don't ever oh, come back shit yeah because if you give them less oh, than three like stars yeah, if you give them less than three stars they they don't they don't they can't pick you up again so i was like i will never drive with oh, this guy wow. <laughs> He was okay. bad. Yeah, he was not looking at the GPS. He ran a red light. I was like, "Oh this- man, that shits <laughs> me so much, man." Yeah. You're like, "Hey, can you like go? Can you go here?" They're like, "I'm good." You're like, "Okay." You're like, "Yes, sir." He's just sitting in the back, like, "Okay." Yeah, we're driving around in your like metal death machine. Like, all right, I guess. yeah. <laughs> I okay, this- you got it. Yeah, let's hope this okay. doesn't turn into death proof or something. Like, just get me home, please. Like, <laughs> man, especially in. Uh- in in berlin when i was catching a lot of ubers and things um yeah i mean like guys here don't even like look at the road they're just like messaging their friends or like there have been guys that are like on like facetime mm-hmm. with people oh like, driving they're driving i'm just <laughs> like man like what's you know it's like their fa- it's like their daughter or like their wife and like their daughter like in like the you know on the yeah. phone like right in like the middle of the dashboard and i'm like can i see me sitting here like what's <laughs> what am i doing like what is this so fucking dangerous but, uh, yeah it's crazy man yeah and then and then, yeah there's guys that'll be like like this like looking at the thing and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know and i'm just like man can you stop like yeah. what's going on 
what is this? Yeah. But yeah, um, it's it's uh it's crazy. Yeah. So this is it's cuckoo world over here. I agree, yeah. Uh, to kind of get back into Ariel Pink a, a bit, because I know that you because again you did open for him. Did you ever like did you did you ever like have any personal like talks with him? Did you like get to hang out with him and that kind of stuff? Or how did that go? Yeah, well, um I've spoken to him numerous times, like been to his place and stuff, but I mean like I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not being like, man, Errol's fucking like, you know. Oh, no, no. Yeah. yeah let's, let's but I mean, but preface I mean, like nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. We're not <laughs> against aerial things. Just like, I just want to hear like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's all good. Um, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like the first time I met him, uh, it was a show in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, because, you know, I, I really pushed hard to get on that show. You know, it's like as soon as like I saw, like I was just so like, just so, um influenced by him like you know like as soon as like i heard that he was like doing an australian tour uh, i personally just like messaged like the promoters of the tour and was just like hey like i'm in brisbane like even if i can just like open it'll be sick yeah um anyway so that so i ended up getting it i ended up getting like uh i think I, like another show in like sydney or something um for, like the week after or like a couple of days after a week after something but anyway anyway it's so, like my idea of like um you know because i'd seen aerial play in brisbane uh a time before that Mm-hmm. um and like other times that he'd come to australia he's like you know like when i played with him in sydney like the the promoter that night was like hey man just just make sure like you come out at the right time and you finish at the right time and i'm like yeah of course like what do you like yeah of course mm-hmm. i mean like i mean like i'm playing to tape anyway so like it literally literally goes for 30 minutes you know and then it's gonna stop you know <laughs> um but then he's like, yeah, you know, because last time Ariel came here, you won't, you know, he didn't come out. He didn't come out for like an hour and a half. And I was just yeah. like, okay. Like, you know, uh-huh. um, but anyway, so, so I had, I already kind of had like these like ideas of what he was going to be like or something. And then um, after I played, he like sat down with me like outside and like was just asking me questions about like what I was doing and all that stuff. And it really meant a lot to me, um, you know, because like I'd be listening to him since I was like, you know, fucking in like grade nine, grade ten, or something. Then all of a sudden, like you open for him, sitting yeah. outside with him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then yes, yeah, so then we kind of hung out a little bit, and like that's when I met like Don Bowles. And then in Sydney, um, we were waiting for. I think we were waiting for Kieran to turn up because Kieran was Kieran J. Callan was playing guitar for him at that show. Oh, for um, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a meeting um, of the minds. How yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and Ariel was just like, "Oh, do you want to go for a walk?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So we just like went for a walk, and you know, which was chill. I mean, I'm like, like I don't, I don't even care. I'm not even like embarrassed about like how like you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, no, you shouldn't be. Kind of embarrassing, being like, and then, uh, and then we went for a walk. You know, it's like, yeah. So when you, know, you talk like, about Trump, cares? then motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, here are my views about Trump. He's my fucking. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, cool. yeah you guys are talking about you know? fascism. No. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was just like, this is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's funny because I kind of went into it being like, you know, even if he just tells me I'm a piece of shit, I'll be like, hell yeah, yeah, you, know, you have a story. Like, you know, I'll be like, yeah, Ariel, Ariel thought I was a fucking piece of shit, you know, and I would, you know, be happy with that. But mm-hmm. he ended up just being super lovely, and I was like, damn, all right, yeah, that's even better, even better. Yeah. But Kieran, did you, you like, yeah. did you get to like meet him as well? Because he's like, as far as Australia goes, he's like, um, besides you and Genesis uh, Owasu, he's like a newer artist. Um, 
Uh, Kieran has been one of my favorite uh, Australian artists, like newer Australian artists. Uh, he's been around for a, a long time, though. He's been playing on guitar for yeah, like, yeah. forever. Yeah, man, he's been he's been around for for a while. Um, yeah, like he used to be in this band called Mercy Arms, who mm-hmm. I was really into in high school, and then and then he started doing his solo stuff. And um, yeah, another person, probably like the most influential Australian for me. When I, um, you know, when I kind of did like the next, uh, the next version of like Emerson Snow and things of like the certain, um, uh, you know, the approach of going about it and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like super talented. Like it's, I feel like a lot of people don't understand like how actually like talented he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's great. Cause I feel but, like a lot of people uh, knew yeah, him from music. Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, sorry. No, it's all good. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, I mean, I was, I was just. <laughs> God damn it! It's fucking Zoom. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, I'm gonna stop. Um. No, yeah, I, I played. I yeah, I, pl- I played a show with him. Uh, in it must have been like 2014, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. that was like the first time I did like the tape show where I played with like a cassette player than just like with a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was me. Um. Molly Whistler and then Kieran was headlining and then later like a few years later he like told me he's like oh yeah like originally I wanted a magician to open that show <laughs> I was like oh cool <laughs> but um yeah so I don't know if he was disappointed or what but he was like yeah my my first option was a magician I'm yeah like, he seemed like a kind of wacky dude who would, cool, who would like joke about that but he would definitely have like a magician open up a show for sure <laughs> oh 100% yeah for sure yeah He's uh he's wild. He's had a lot of career phases. Like I like I first got into him um through Anthony Fantano because he like promoted his um was a music American music reviewer. Um he promoted his yeah, yeah, uh, of course. yeah you know him right. So he um he promoted his album. I forgot what the fuck. It's the album that had big enough uh, big enough and all that stuff on it. Like all those kind of meme songs. Yeah, br- bravado. Bravado. That's right. So I didn't know yeah. he was even a guitarist. I thought he was just some kind of like eccentric pop. You know. You know. G- half mm. genius, half idiot type of thing. Um. And yeah, yeah. Like, it was brilliant a brilliant brilliant album but um i've been starting to get into him as a guitarist recently he's he's insane he's like sla- like like a slash level guitarist like soloing like like uh, pretty, yeah you know yeah yeah um yeah i mean like, if you haven't listened to him like his like first i don't know if it was like his first like proper album or something but embracism like that's like mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite australian albums ever um you know, and I think like when you talk about like Australian artists and things like that, it's like, you know, I mean, like you messaged me before talking about like Alex Cameron and Kieran, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's this thing of, um, it's this very kind of self-aware, self-aware, self-deprecating attitude yep. that I think a lot of Australian artists have that it's, um, you know, it's kind of like making, being able to make fun of yourself mm-hmm. that like understanding that what you was actually kind of a, r- a ridiculous thing yep um you know standing on stage in front of other people you know whether you're alone or with a band that you've put together it's it's a, it is a very strange um i don't know it it can it can definitely just seem like a very strange thing that exists and that is very normal you know yeah I, uh, the music is cool uh, i like the way that they kind of do it's almost like a performance of like a p- performative masculinity like there was almost a 
especially with Alex Cameron and, and I mean, Kieran too, like, like with bravado and everything, um, he was very, yeah, like performatively masculine, just like coming out like with his muscles and like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like singing all these songs about like, uh, it's not misogyny, but it's like, uh, like almost like the, the right way a man should be type of stuff. But the funny thing is Kieran is like, uh, like, you know, he's like homosexual. Mm, but it's like a joke. You know what I mean? He's very like cheeky. It's very like yeah. tongue in cheek where it's like, he, he like, he understands what masculinity is and like the way that like, um it's presented in in australia or the u.s or whatever and how it's like very rigid and i like the way that he breaks it up like he'll wear a kilt or he'll like you know what i mean he'll come out with the speedo on and you know i love the way he yeah he for sure, with it. Man. yeah mm-hmm. i mean and that's something that um very much like spoke strongly to me i mean like like the way that i grew up it was a lot of those masculine dudes that would you know call you faggot on the street and stuff you know right. and then um you know just be very very aggressive and you can't help like the way that you are, how like you want to present yourself and things like that. Sometimes you just dress how you want to dress and like, that's fine, you know, but to a lot of people, it's like, you can't do that. And there's still a lot of places that, you know, you can't be like that. And I think, you know, one of my favorite, um, you know, it's like that, that lyric in Alex Cameron's song, Marlon Brando, mm-hmm. how he's like, uh, it's, it's like literally like the first chorus, how it's like, tell that little faggot call me faggot one more time you yeah know, yeah, yeah like which is just like so like straight up and like to the point that, that he got yeah. like a lot of shit for that because it's like you can't use that word and stuff but it's like dude like when you lit when you've literally been like brought up with like you know with people shouting that out to you like while you're walking somewhere out of like the ute or something you know calling you a faggot and all this stuff it becomes like a you know it can become like a norm a, a normal thing which like shouldn't be the case for mm-hmm. someone that you know if you want to address like eccentrically to other people, it's like, you know, it shouldn't be a worry at all, but um, you know, yeah. that's straight up just like what a lot of Australia and not all of Australia at all, like not, not at all, but there's definitely places, you know, maybe like a few years ago and stuff that it was really intense like that. Yeah. Um, like the, so um... that's why, you know, with like Kieran and all that stuff, it's, you know, it's like power to them. You know? I really, yeah, that's why I, I love him so much. I, I, you know, I feel like Australia and the U.S. definitely share in that kind of like. I, I think Europe is a little bit more. Um, their their ideas of masculinity are kind of more like le- a little bit less rigid, a little bit more fluid, um, kind of thing. But I feel mm-hmm. like in Australia, America, um, definitely like especially like those two places. The there's this like weird thing with masculinity where it's very like. I don't know. Like, like, like you have to pretend to be like the fucking muscle man or like you're a sissy. Like it's either one or the other type of thing you know yeah yeah and and i think i think a funny thing that you know if you think about it now it's kind of you know when you see those like masculine dudes or um something like that where it's like uh you know they are the joke now you know yeah right like they're the joke now you know it's like it's on them now you know it's like uh yeah they they seem more out of place than everyone else Right. 100%. Yeah. You go to bars and stuff and you see the, you see those guys who were were cool when I was like growing up or whatever, and they're all juiced out and like tank top, but it's like, everybody thinks that's a douche nowadays. Like, like, I feel like it's kind of, it's really funny. Yeah. 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 Um, especially in LA and stuff like that. At the same time, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're doing that, like in LA, you're going to stand out pretty much if like, you know, compared to everyone else. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's fascinating, man. But at the same time, like they should be able to wear what they want to wear as well. That's true. You know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe and and I, you know what? Maybe like a lot of those a lot of those guys like fully juiced up. A lot of that probably stems from being on the other side of it when they were younger. You know. 
Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, well, I got to do that. I'm going to go down this road of like, uh, you know, the rat, the rat road of like yeah. getting juiced up and like muscly and like being like verbally abusive and stuff. And then all of a sudden now they're the joke and it's like, you can't win with these guys. You know, yeah. <laughs> those poor guys they are like, man, I used to, <laughs> those poor guys. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely feel that. But, um, one last thing I wanted to ask you kind of like about your musical influences. Yes. Um, I, again, I noticed that Lou Reed, Nick Cave and um, Bob Dylan, um, not lyrically, but like vocally on the new singles, um, but I wanted to also ask you about um, like the new production style. I feel like it's very um, reminiscent of um, uh, like Avi Tear, Panda Bear, um, Atlas hey, Sound, yeah, cool. that kind of stuff. So I like the melding Definitely. of the two worlds, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh... Yeah, I mean, Atlas Sound, like Bradford Cox is definitely probably one of my most like biggest like living um, legends in my eyes with like his work, his workflow with everything. It's just hugely um, inspiring for sure. Um, and the ability to kind of go in and out through different genres. I mean, with with Splatterpunk, I mean, I got it, I, it was sick because I got it mixed by... Um, uh, uh, Nicholas Van Hess, who ended up doing like a lot of Deer Hunters work. And like, that was like a huge deal for me. Like that was sick because, you know, I, I recorded and wrote that stuff like in my room, like in Brisbane, you know, mm-hmm. and then to be able to like kind of hand it to someone that like, I so hugely respect um, was just great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still in touch with him now. And like, I definitely want to do stuff with him in the future as, as well. But uh, yeah, but but comparing Splatterpunk, like Emerson Snow Splatterpunk to like That's Rock and Roll, I feel like, um, I feel like with That's Rock and Roll, even that was very like tongue in cheek. I mean, like, even like with the title was a, you know, it's a joke because um, mm-hmm. it's not rock and roll at all. But I mean, I mean, like, I guess if <laughs> yeah. you say it enough, anything can be anything. Um, uh, but yeah, like comparing that to Splatterpunk, I mean, like, you know, the... I think like the simplicity of like the songwriting is still like very much there. I think it's very much like kind of what I, I kind of do now just keeping it very simple. Um, but I guess I kind of, you know, I kind of a friend of mine lent me a uh, like Alpha Juno, like Roland synth. And I started using that and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, for some reason or another, this stuff ended up sounding like it does now. Yeah. Um, the I, feel, I feel, I feel I good about it. I think it's cool to... Oh, sorry. The Roland Synth is a really good um, uh, DIY uh, instrument. I know that Grimes used that on her album Visions. I just wanted to just say that because that's a yeah, super, yeah, good, right. super good, uh, vers- apparently a very versatile like instrument um, that I've heard about, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, it's nice. And like I've, I've always been very, um, actually very quite standoffish with synths and things because i i'm quite uh i don't really have like that much confidence when it comes to like specs and things like that uh when it comes to like equipment mm-hmm. so i mean like say if i have like too much stuff like i just can't i feel like i can't actually write anything because i'm just so aware of what um of what the outcome is meant to be or something that i can't actually be present during that time um so that's kind of like why with Splatterpunk, it actually is like very, it actually is very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm looking forward to people hearing it and seeing the other videos and stuff. I, you know, I've got videos for every single track and then also acoustic versions of those tracks as well. So mm-hmm. I guess I've got like six tracks about to be 
release you know yeah <laughs> which for like the next couple of months so it's cool it's it's nice having it i'm, I'm glad i did the i'm glad miriam and i did the videos for the Acoustic one, yeah oh yeah and the acoustic too i, I was gonna say about the acoustic yeah, yeah for the acoustic ones as well yeah yeah you had red hair was that how long ago was that <laughs> i saw you had a kind of uh, a red yeah, uh... that, 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 that's the thing i feel like this seems to be this thing where it's like oh like no one really knows what you look like at any point yeah. now because of so many different changes <laughs> yeah but um i think i think the red hair was i think it might have been like january this year mm-hmm. or um i think so maybe january february yeah but uh and then i shaved my hair off uh and now i'm now i'm here that's a good face this is where we're at i love shaving my yeah. head you know what i mean you feel so Man, i i <laughs> it feels so cool yeah i i i hadn't done it since i was um you know in like primary school because i used to be really into swimming and you know just always had like a buzz cut like that mm-hmm. um but yeah so it was the first time since i was you know nine or ten that i had hair that short and yeah. it was very freeing it was great mm-hmm. i really i think i really needed to do it it was just um yeah I hold a lot of kind of significance to hair as well to, um, you know, you know, just fully getting rid of it, like truly starting fresh or like whenever, like just cutting hair. And I don't know, it's probably not interesting to listen to this, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel, I, for me personally, I feel like hair has always been a very especially as an artist. Thing. Yeah. I was going to say, especially as an artist, it kind of like can mark whatever phase that you're in, which is kind of cool. For sure. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's also like very interesting looking back on certain photos now and like seeing different haircuts or different outfits and things. It's like, it's all documentation. You know, everything's like, documenting. Man. Yeah. Even like the weekend, he had that crazy fucking, like he just let it go yeah, and then he shaved it off for Starboy, And then, you know, the next album he has an Afro. Like it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely right. like an extension of art, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you can just do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got the hair, you can do it. I mean, or you can go facial hair. Maybe you can do like fun cuts, like maybe mustache, maybe some chops. I don't know. Yeah, I've been growing my Change shit out. Up. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> you're looking good. It's Thanks, looking man. Good. Thanks. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think that should probably about conclude it for the interview. It's been like, a, I think it's been like an hour. It was a good, that was a solid interview. Yeah, man. I think so. No, it was nice, man. I really, I really appreciate you hitting me up. And um, yeah. No, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to, you know, your podcast and everything as well. I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just think it's. I don't know. I, I think, I think when we first spoke like months ago or something, maybe like the end of last year, when we started kind of talking about things. Yep. The one thing that really got me about the aerial interview, no matter what, like you know, what was going on around that time or anything, but it was the way that that it was written. It was written very. Um, very openly you know the review was very open and it was it wasn't you know you weren't loving everything you know or like with your reviews you're not loving everything you're listening to you know mm-hmm. you're not like everything about this track is great you know right. this artist is gonna be huge it's like you know that's just that's just not realistic you know and i think there's there's a, there's a severe lack of journalistic you know material like that now i feel like there's only a few things a few things that i know anyway that is, um, you know, quite, uh, you know, very real without seeming like an asshole, you know, just to be an right. asshole or something. It's just being like, you know, like I dig this stuff, this track for me wasn't, you know, didn't really get me, but I do still enjoy this part of this, but, you know, stuff like that rather than just being like, I like, this is the fucking best. I love this. Woohoo. Right. Or being like, this is dog shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think. I've, I've had people in the past like try and write for us kind of sometimes and I, and I feel that exact way where they'll just like they'll say like oh this is an a plus it's like it just came out like give it a second 
Like, look at the, like, like, look at this song. Like, I never heard anything like this. This is insane. Right. It's like, you should go back. Exactly. You should go back and look at the influence and see like where, like, like, is it, is it so influenced yeah. to the point where it just sounds like some old shit or is it like, you know what I mean? Or is it, or is it something new or is it like, I like to kind of delve into the song. Like, like, again, anything from a C minus to an A plus is something that I enjoy. So that's, that's a good spectrum. So yeah, it's cool. like, if, if something is a B plus, that's a great, very good grade. You know what I mean? But it's not a Beatles album. It's not a typo negative album. It's not a, you know, Ariel Pink's Pom Pom or something. It's not up there for me. It's, it's a little bit down here. So it's just like, I like yeah. the, the spectrum of stuff is you got to be honest. You can't like, if you, if you say everything is great, like, as you said, it's just like, then what's bad? Like, then what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. right. What's the, what's the point? What's if, the, if every, if everything is beautiful, then, you know, where's the ugly? You know, exactly. Yeah. Everything can be beautiful. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how I feel. And I appreciate some ugly in there. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get some ugly in there. That's oh, cool, man. No, but no, no, but seriously, I, I really, I really mean it. It's, it's um, yeah. I mean, now we're, now we're chatting, and this is it. Yeah, know? it was for okay. something. You know, I mean, my friends were telling me to pull that article down, but I was like, I know it's, for, I know, I have a feeling that this is gonna do something for us. So um, this mm. is what it did. And so, for what as well? Right. So I was like, for what? Like, take it down for like, it's like take it down because you're worried about like what other people are gonna think of you. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not being an asshole and you're not leaning on either side of like the actual article wasn't really about like any of that stuff you know it was about, about music like the album as a whole you know that's what mm-hmm. it's about yeah you know, and that's what you're doing so don't worry about it yeah thanks man i, I appreciate that a lot so that's good i yeah. hope to work together in the future of course and i hope to uh, do, um, you want to just give a, a quick plug it's the 23rd right of june it's coming out the ep uh yeah june 23rd uh emerson's no splatterpunk comes out it's gonna be hot it's gonna be a good one maybe not maybe c plus to a plus no one knows <laughs> yeah we'll no, see but I, I, felt, I feel good about it um yeah yeah thanks for having me man i really appreciate it absolutely man all right peace Nothing against you We could go away